In fact, somebody on Facebook last week had um, one of those old means of, you know, the um, straps that you put around the kids, like a harness. Right, right. <laughs> from like the 50s and the 60s. And, you know, everyone was commenting saying, can you imagine? I said, Oh, I don't even have to imagine because my mother had one and she used to put it on my baby sister and say to us, now take Eileen outside with you to play. <laughs> We'd be like, are you kidding me? So we would hook her to the fence with it. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Well, I figured if I had to, I could probably rummage through Jared's room and find something, but then that would just be more setting up of not knowing what I'm doing. No, you sound great. I mean, O'Malley and I worked very hard at getting to where we are. She's got headphones and a laptop. (laughs) I have like the full iMac. (laughs) Yeah. Even a laptop. It's like, I'm stuck right here doing this. (laughs) Well, happy early Mother's Day. Yes. Same to both of you. Thank you. In case I don't get to speak to you again, this is, um, this is a pleasure. Very nice to meet you. I'm so glad because, I mean, Ellen's been so amazing um, to me over the years. And I was like, oh, she's such a good person to have on because she has obviously has a connection with, with Barstool, with, um, with Jared. And then you have the, you know, the connection and just both of you have had to navigate in totally different ways, mm-hmm. how to go through having somebody, you know, being public and yet being totally different or maybe not so much with large. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to roll back on that. Um, but Uh, Once guys get to a certain age, they're just all the same age. Right. But, you know, you've had to navigate. And, of course, I've watched um, 
you know, kind of from afar, not creepily, but just him, uh, Jerry, go from the book stage of Socks Face to now mm-hmm. where he is. And then people, um, some of us who knew about Take a Report from before, you know, and then now Large coming on, I think, um, yeah, at least Annie's kind of been, you know, dealing with some of the things he said, just because, who was he with? Citigroup? Who was he? He was with Citigroup when he was doing Take a Report, yeah. And yeah. then he got fired from Citigroup for doing Take a Report. And the next place he went was like, oh, this is great. We'll hire you. You can do Take a Report and it'll bring customers in. He was like, this is perfect. He signed on, got there. And the first day he signed a- sat down to sign the contract, they were like, you can do nothing, Take a Report. It's... um we don't want to be sued. All legal, like the legal side of the next company came in and shut it right down. So he was like, hmm, got a family with any benefits, got to take a report. I guess I got to choose the family. <laughs> so he put that aside. But I didn't, I didn't want him to. When he got fired from Citigroup, Dave had actually approached him. I was pregnant with Finnegan at the time. And David approached him and asked him to come on to do Barstool. He's like, well, we'll just basically buy out, take a report, and you could be Barstool New York. And um, I was about eight and a half months pregnant with Finn. And I was like, absolutely, done. Mike's like, are you out of your mind? You just, right now, you're thinking from a totally different perspective. I was so emotional, just all over the place. But I really didn't want him to go back to Wall Street. So mm-hmm. I opted for him to go to Dave. And um, he ultimately turned him down. So they had to move on. And that's when they hired Kevin Clancy. And oh, wow. um, 11 years later, Dave was ringing his phone again. Him and Kevin were like, come on, you know, what do you think? Maybe now? And he went on. He did the radio with Kevin. And uh, the rest is history. That's going to be, that's like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Talk about flying by, right? Yeah, Things does. just move so mm-hmm. fast. I feel that way every day. I still introduce myself to my daughter because I can't believe she's here. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you have the first one, you have the second one, you have all these job changes and, and issues that you're dealing with. And then when you have a third one, it just kind of happens and she just goes with you everywhere. And then all of a sudden she has an opinion and I'm trying to figure out who this person is trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellen knows because Ellen's daughter... Yes. Um, the oldest <laughs> is opinionate. I mean, she's strong. She's, Love that. She is a strong yeah. woman. Um, you know, Jenna, I know, you know, obviously people know you. Um, you know, some of people will know you just because of Red Sox fans and Jared, but Jenna is amazing. She got her um, degree and then her master's in Homeland Security. And, oh, good for her. Yeah. And then she just went back to school and got her degree in cybersecurity and digital forensics. Do you strut? No. Like when you tell people that, you're like, this is what I raised. <laughs> right? You know, people say to me, well, what does she do? I say, I'm not exactly sure, but you know what? She's going to be good at it. So Yeah, you're probably not allowed to know, right? She doesn't to no. very close to the best. Yeah. But that's great. You, you must walk around like, you got to take the credit for that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you did the work, but that's all. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Wow. So they're both, they're both extremely successful in what they love. Yes, they are. So what, what did you tell them growing up? Like, what was your, what was your mantra to them all the time? Just that, you know, nothing can stop you. Just go for what you want. And the worst that you, somebody can say to you is no. And so then you just try again and keep pushing at it, pushing at it, working at it. And, you know, my daughter was always very determined. She knew exactly what she wanted. She had the plan all set. 
and nothing was going to deter her from that. Jared, not so much, and um, was never a great student, but he kind of, and I said, he took his own path. Nobody has to go from point A to point B. You can zigzag around and take the scenic route, and that's what Jared did, and he was doing what he loved while he was getting his degree. That's fantastic. What's the age difference between them? Three years. Oh, perfect. Two and a half. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice age difference. She probably did a ton for him, right? Being the older, the girl being older. Oh, no. No? <laughs> she, no. She did not like him at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. When uh, she had said to me, he was probably a couple of months old. Could we please take him back to Marshall's now? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love so. that. My oldest was very unhappy when I had a boy. The mm-hmm. second time it was three when I had Finnegan. And, um, but before I had him, like a week before I picked him up from school and I was gigantic. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was just, I gained almost a hundred pounds when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. So I literally waddled into the nursery school <laughs> and they all, st- they all looked at me like very oddly. So I said, why, like, what am I missing? They said, Mick told us that you had the baby. I was like, he did? Like, that's a lot of enthusiasm to fake. They told me I had a little girl named Lindsay. (laughs) I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm having. And um, I really, I had no idea what I was having. I figured it was a girl because I was enormous. But um, I ended up having a, you know, a 10 pound boy. (laughs) And Mick just called him Lindsay for the first two weeks. (laughs) So maybe it's an, like a firstborn thing where they just are in denial that they have. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys ever call Finn Lindsay just as a joke or? No, we call him Lois. His nickname is actually oh. Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even consider calling Bridget that? Just, I mean. No, with Bridget. It with the, the theme that you have going anyway, but. No, I always wanted a name if. So with Mick, I, it was, he was named after Mike, just, you know, Michael Jr. So we called him Mick and Finnegan was always my boy's name. So he got the first one named after him. The second one was my name to name. And uh, so I picked Finnegan. So when Bridget was born, it was like up for grabs, you know, <laughs> and if it was a girl, I wanted Mary Jean. I was, I, I wanted Mary so badly. And uh, he wanted Bridget. My sister, three weeks earlier, had a little boy and she named him Joseph. Mike's like, I'm not having a Mary and a Joseph three weeks apart. <laughs> it's just like, that just won't fly. But I was, I said, well, my name is really Mary Jean. Like, that's what I want. So with Bridget, I didn't do well with the anesthesia because she was a scheduled C-section. So they had to give me a ton of meds. And I was just, I was pretty much knocked out for her entire birth. So when they wheeled her into me, when I got back to the recovery room, they're like, oh, you want to hold Bridget? I'm like, oh. so he named her. <laughs> but it was so cute and it just totally fits her. And I wasn't, I didn't object to the name. I just, in my mind, I was going to have a Mary. Just, just, and uh, so I'll call her that every now and again when no one's looking. <laughs> so that's probably why I keep introducing myself to Bridget because I, in my mind, I have a Mary. <laughs> well, do you have anything that you, like, I know... And we can get to that in a minute if you want. But I know Jared has the um, his birth story with uh, the rocket. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything that has to do with uh, Jenna that you'd like to share before maybe you get into what really happened on your side of the? 
<laughs> the rocket thing. Like it was your first. I mean, like, ugh. Yeah, I, can't wait to hear this. I don't know the story. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who's about to have, you know, kids and, you know, just the, you know, let's kind of go through it. But like, you know, we're not exactly the, <laughs> the, the super, stereotypical. super mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I don't, uh, think we, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, when to go through that and then, you know, the, I always think the jump from one to two is the worst. Because you have one, yeah. you're adjusting to it, but you only have one and you throw right. your life into it. And then you have that one and then you go to two and that is the biggest adjustment. Yeah. I agree. I've had four. I've had four and the jump from one to two. If you have one and you go to two, oh my God, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> it's like gremlins. We went to layup because then like two the other ones. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's why I, I stopped at two. No. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Jared actually made that decision for me but uh, yeah Jenna was very easy very easy birth um born 45 minutes after I got to the hospital shut oh, up that's awesome oh, yeah. oh I knew this oh, yeah. oh that's right I knew this years ago oh that's right I think I yeah. told you to shut up back then too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband was very disappointed. He said, I'm going to go find somebody who knows how to have real labor. This was just <laughs> not fun at all. You mean you didn't lay it on thicker than it was? You should have. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it just happened so fast. I didn't even have time to think. It was like, okay, wow. that was good. And That's she was great. just such an easy baby, you know? Would take her everywhere. She never cried. She slept 12, 14 hours a night from day oh one. Oh my God. Miracle baby. Exactly. So we were kind of like, this is great. Let's do it again. Yeah. Being mother's easy. And then Jared came along. <laughs> Jenna is going to love this podcast. Of course she will. <laughs> I tell people this all the time. I always say, if Jared was my first, he would be an only child. <laughs> I would have done it again. Yes, he, I mean, even when I was carrying him, he was um, butt out. And so his feet were towards my back and he kicked out my disc. Oh my God. How yeah. long was he when he was born? Christ. He was like 21 and a half inches, but it was the way I'm he was. Still long. Oh yeah. He was, <laughs> I think that's long. Yeah. So yeah, from like six, seven months on, my disc was sitting on my sciatic oh. and I was like a cripple. Yeah. <laughs> and after he was born, I had to go to physical therapy, traipsing in there with both kids. Like this is a lot of fun, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> was yeah. Pat happy after that? Because like, at least you had like a prolonged, like the end of your pregnancy plus, you know, everything. Yeah, still, even the delivery though was, I was probably there for an hour and 15 minutes with Jared. Yeah. That's Just, all you were in labor with him too? For I started, the first labor pain was like, <laughs> around midnight and he was born at four uh 413 wow finnegan split my pelvis when i was giving birth to him god yeah that's why bridget ended up having to be born a c-section because when i was the doctor kept saying to me oh you well they were the nurses at the time the doctor came in checked me okay well you know keep pushing and we'll check you in a little while and i kept saying something's wrong you know this isn't the pressure of labor this is pain this is a lot different than you know and uh all of a sudden, I just 
flipped out. I felt like Shirley MacLaine. I went bananas and I just ripped everything out of my arms. I'm like, I'm not doing, I just said, I'm not pushing this kid out. And then the doctor came back and he was Finnegan. They cut him out of me within 15 minutes. Thank God Mike was there because he would have missed it. And he did. He gave me a hairline fracture in my pelvis. Oh my <laughs> just, God. He was not, he was enormous. He was a big baby. He was 22 inches and he was 10 pounds. Oh, and gosh. they said, oh, he'll be about eight and a half. Yeah, he wasn't eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like giving birth to a toddler. <laughs> really and truly. And then I went and did it again. You were you stopped. I went again. I was I did stop. Well, I was advised not to, that my back would not withstand. Oh, the back, pregnancy. yes. Yes. So, yeah, I could see yeah. that. That that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Be a cripple with three kids, that would not be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my. my. So do you still have issues with it? I do. I do. <sighs> yep. Does he pay for it? Like, does he do things to make up for it? He should. He does. He does. Good. Yeah, because, I, you know, I throw it up to him all the time. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, okay. what you can, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Would you like to put your spin on the... Um on the rocket story from the other side. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to hear this. I don't know the rocket story. Right. Do you want to paraphrase what he what he says? <laughs> yeah. So God love him. The imagination on the kid. <laughs> Roger Clemens was at the hospital the night that Jared was born. And so he came in and actually pushed my husband out of the way and helped deliver Jared and cut the cord. And so that's why Jared is called the rocket. (laughs) And your version. Do you line dance, Ellen? Are you will you line dance like they do in the? Um, if my daughter's there, I will. Yeah. If your daughter's there, you will. Yeah, that's great. And so she'll go with you. Oh yeah. My mother's a big salsa dancer, and I won't go with her. <laughs> Could you see me salsa dancing? I couldn't do anything that even remotely. No, I wouldn't be able to either. <laughs> I got no rhythm. <laughs> I can't sing, I can't dance, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Both of those. No, thank you. <laughs> Although, I think if I went to a country western bar, I probably, if I knew the line dance, yeah. I could probably do that because it's not a lot of like suave moving. Right, right. Exactly. So I think I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. But you never know. They might well, kick me off that dance floor too. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Well, that's, we're going Friday night to um, Pat and I with Jared to see um, Brit Floyd. Who? Brit Floyd. It's a cover band of Pink Floyd. Oh, fun. It is. They're amazing. Oh, I love cover bands. Yeah, they're amazing. I do. I love going to them. They're a lot of fun. You'll have yeah, to um, Google them because they're, they really are. Oh, I definitely will. We go see um, Super Diamond, the guy that Mm -hmm. covers all the old Diamond songs, but they have a rock flair to it. Uh It's so much fun. That's great. Oh, you're going to have a good time. Oh, yeah. We've been a couple of times. And Pat and Jared have been, oh, my God, this is probably like their eighth time going to see them. Oh, that's cool. They love them. 
Go, I was going to say, that's so great because I know that he has adopted a lot of your likes, which is really cool to see mm-hmm. your kid go up and have his own likes. But like his passion obviously follows along with a lot of things that you and Pat instilled in him. Yeah. Same with Jenna. Just yes. But yeah. <laughs> so, I see her. I see her cussing out the Bruins. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say she's more a hockey girl than a baseball fan. But yeah. Hockey is her top choice. <laughs> yep, yep. So we didn't really do an intro with, with you, and I thought, um, do you want to kind of quickly give the rundown of, sure. of that just so people kind of understand? You know, everyone knows I'm O'Malley, California, and <laughs> live in Massachusetts now, and Annie is the New Jersey, New York um, girl her accent is you know <laughs> you know you can't really tell with her accent so we have to like remind people <laughs> oh really <laughs> i appreciate you saying that, that no, i love that accent bit. well my daughter lives in rhode island now and i think the rhode island accent is very similar to new york new jersey accent. oh really yeah i don't think i know anybody from rhode island to compare it to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been made fun of mine for a long time. I was also raised by two parents from Brooklyn, so, and they're like the um, Italian side. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I pronounce a lot of things, and I used to spell a lot of things to the way I, they sounded very phonetically yep. when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think teachers thought I was being, I was, in, you know, uh, trying to be sarcastic or fresh mm-hmm. or funny. <laughs> And I wasn't, I just really thought that it was, you know, pull out the draw, D-R-A-W, you know, like I didn't know <laughs> that uh, it was a drawer. <laughs> well, we don't call it a drawer here either. It's a draw. <laughs> a draw, right? It's a draw. It was a towel, not a towel. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to, I had to get better at that as I got older. <laughs> when grammar started counting. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm a North Shore girl. I grew up in Malden and now live in Saugus, which is probably not even 10 minutes down the road from where I grew up. So I never ventured very far. Uh, and we've lived in this house for 31, 32 years. I so, love that. Yeah. So that's, this is the only house that Jared's ever lived in. Jenna's lived in a few, but. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, have a, do you have a, do you have a favorite restaurant there? We do. <laughs> Isn't that the best? I love having a favorite restaurant. The funniest thing is before we say this is Ellen and I have talked about doing different things and that restaurant has always been brought up. This is before Barstool Radio became like a full thing. Mm-hmm. before I ever became a thing. So because it's become a thing, it literally like makes me like laugh cry every time I hear it. But please tell everyone. <laughs> so. Would it be the Kowloon? But, yeah, that would be it. Kowloon. What's the, what is the name of it? Kowloon? <laughs> Let's see what we got here. <laughs> we have Kowloon. Kowloon. That's awesome. <laughs> It's Kowloon. That's fantastic. As you can tell, I'm in Jared's old office doing this, so it's right. loaded with Kowloon memorabilia. We have an Arturo's that we go to all the time. They don't they don't give us fancy cups like that. We're gonna have to change that up. They give us the remote. I was gonna say they give you the remote, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's I think that's that's wonderful. <laughs> so. 
Oh my goodness. Um, and you grew up in a family of, of girls. Oh, that gosh. would have been the death of me. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> well, you know, God bless my dad. Yeah. So there were four girls. I'm the oldest of four girls. And then my cousin came to live with us. So, but growing up when we were little, there were four of us in one bedroom. How I mean, far apart are you in age? Um, me and the next sister are 16 months apart. Then the next one is five years younger than me. And the baby is eight years younger than me. Oh, so they learned after the they first did. <laughs> They did. So they, um, cause it was a, you know, regular two family house. We lived on the second floor. So two bedrooms, my parents were in one and the four of us were in the other. We had two twin beds and we had two um, cribs. So, you know, here I was 12 and I'm in the bedroom with my little sister. It was just horrible. You were like a nanny. Yeah, exactly. In fact, somebody on Facebook last week had um, one of those old memes of, you know, the um, straps that you put around the kids, like a harness. Right, right. <laughs> from like the 50s and the 60s. And, you know, everyone was commenting saying, can you imagine? I said, Oh, I don't even have to imagine because my mother had one and she used to put it on my baby sister and say to us, now take Eileen outside with you to play. <laughs> We'd be like, are you kidding me? So we would hook her to the fence with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Does she know? Oh yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Yes. You strapped her to the fence? Strapped her to the fence, yeah, because it has like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I, I didn't want to like go over, like, I'm like, hold on. Did you leave a water bowl for her? I'm not, I'm not going to just keep, go on to the next subject. She oh, hooked no. her, daughter, her her sister to the fence. Let's, well, that was probably common back then, right? It like, was. It I mean, was. I, I, when I had my oldest, there were a ton of people inside the zoos that we would go visit or museums where they had I mean they upgraded a little bit they were backpacks right, with right. a little clip in the front but yeah. they had they had leashes on the back yeah. of them I yeah. thought they were brilliant you know, so. car beds car beds yes I was in a car bed so my mother had my baby sister in a car bed and we would go up to New Hampshire for vacation and they'd be driving so my sister was strapped in the car bed but the car bed wasn't strapped to anything no, they had the hand seat. <laughs> so right. my mother would say, hold on to the baby. Sliding <laughs> <laughs> across the uh, You know, and then people like Kevin, I don't know if you read what Kevin Clancy wrote about being on the edge last week. It was a great, great article great. that he wrote. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was oh, yes. phenomenal. Yep. Absolutely. But um, he wrote about how people actually shame, like they, other parents shame him for the oh. way they put the, the straps in the car seat. And I think, my God, it's amazing how many people now are so critical when they themselves were a lot of them in car beds. Yeah. I know I went down, I went to the dentist the other day, the orthodontist with my daughter and some woman stopped me who I kind of know, I don't know her that well, but she was actually shaming me for my husband doing on it, being on his Vespa and videotaping himself. Like she was like, you know, it's very, uns I got a whole lecture in the orthodontist. <laughs> About. I'm like, he's 47. You think I'm going to go and tell a 47-year-old man what to do on his Vespa with his phone? People just it's amazing how people up. want to shame you. No, yeah. So I laugh at that because like back then it was just like everybody just kind of did their thing. It was, exactly. oh, you hold the baby. You hold the baby. Okay, I'll hold the baby. 
<laughs> Who's holding the baby? <laughs> Nobody. Whoops, we forgot the baby. <laughs> I mean, now everybody is in their, each other's business. It wasn't uncommon to see people with kids in their laps going slowly down the road, oh, like yeah. teaching oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, seven-year-olds <laughs> how oh, to yeah. drive. Yeah. I used to sit on my dad's lap while he was driving the car. Yeah, we did too. And then we used to sit on my dad's lap. Um, He would read the funnies to us on the Sunday mornings, but with the cigarette butt hanging out of his mouth. You know what I mean? So it was like this cloud of smoke. It's, It's amazing that we're all still alive. Oh, yeah. We were so much better then, weren't we? We were so much more fun. We really were. We were. I think so too. And the responsibilities. Think about kids now at what they do at from maybe 10, 11, and 12 versus 10, 11, and 12 when we were kids. I mean, oh, God, yeah. I can't imagine letting my kids do half the stuff that we did when we were 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. There really is a big change. I kind of liked it better the other way. Yeah, I think it was, it was a lot of fun like that, growing up like that. I absolutely agree. I think half of it, though, is is not just our fears. Like, we're not trying to be, like, you know, bubble parents, but it's sort of like the backlash. Like, did that woman happen to see him on the Vespa? Or she was it? Him. She or, was outside gardening. Oh, okay. Like, you know, um, the other day your husband rode by me as I was gardening. I know it was on I heard, fa- yeah, Twitter. I heard him talking. <clears throat> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, all right. He, he was talking. I'm like, what was he saying? Hi, as he was just saying, no, he was videotaping himself. Gotcha. And you know, it's and I and I'm looking like you got all that from him buzzing by at 40 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> wow. Just, but I just to you know, I felt like saying tell him because there was no way she was going to tell him. She's right. you know, oh, I'm a, she's too afraid. Right. So she's going to well, come to me. That just seems like really. the type of thing that, like. Like you used to take the what the subway or the train, and from could be you yeah. stayed in the Jersey school system, but then you would go back in. Yeah, my dad and I lived in the World Trade Center, and I my train it was just a path train underneath it. I would take it to Hoboken, and then from Hoboken, forty five minutes to the town in Hohokus, and then my school was right there. And uh, I was doing that at eleven. Imagine that! Like I I could I wouldn't let my fourteen year old do that now. Right. And half of it's because people will do, you know, something like the, like the woman said, you know, said to you about your husband or even what, even what uh, Kevin said about being lectured or, or people stopping and saying something to you or the person who decided to, as a, as a joke, turn him in for. uh, Imagine that. She probably would. They they called, uh, what, protective services on him. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah. because of the, the split in his life, just because they were like, ah, he's a jerk. Let me do this. And now they're going through all of that. Like, I, yeah, people want to stick their nose. And the other thing, I think the reason I wouldn't let my 14 year old take a train, like what you were talking about is because I don't trust other kids because they're like, I'm not a hover. I let my kids do things. I'm very strict, but I do let them <laughs> do things. And I don't think a lot of other parents do that with their kids. Mm-hmm. So I find that they don't think on their feet. Like, I do find that my oldest will do that. He does have a good common sense or, and a good wit about him. But a lot of his friends, they, they, can't, they can't think outside the box. Everything is got to ask mom, got to ask dad, what should I do? And they, they're constantly texting for advice. And I don't want my kids to do that. I want my kids to think on their feet and 
be able to walk to the corner and stuff like that. I don't trust the kids they're with. They're nice kids. It's not that I don't trust them. I don't like them. I just don't think they have that common sense. It's, it's almost like it's being bred out of them. Right, because they're too sheltered. Yeah. I, Say that again? They're too sheltered. Their parents are too sheltered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a happy medium that, you know, you're not going to let your kids run wild. But like I said, they also need to be able to think on their own. Um, yeah. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it scares me that a lot of parents don't want that. They all want their kids. They all track them. And I think um, in an earlier episode of Woman, O'Malley and I talked about how a lot of these parents or girlfriends or significant others actually follow them on like their location or have whether or not they have red messages on. If you have like a red receipt, I've never, people are so interested in what everybody else is doing. They're Mm -hmm. just so involved in other people that they don't focus on themselves. They don't, they don't, it's like they don't even know how to have fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Half the fun was getting away with something. (laughs) I can't get away with anything. Exactly. You know, I'd rather, you know, large go out and do something and, and, and have an experience and I don't know anything about it. And I don't listen a lot of times to the radio in the morning because then we have nothing to talk about. Right. You know, I'd rather him say, oh my God, I did this to so-and-so or, you know, what I just said to Willie today and then me have, like, get him, let him see my shock value. Yeah. You know, like that's Your immediate more reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And otherwise it's, you know, how do you tell someone about your day? Right. Or I don't want, and I also don't want to be the one who's like, oh, I heard that you did that. How come you didn't tell me that you did this? Yeah. I don't want to be that person either. Mm-hmm. I'd rather it all happen organically and on its own. But everybody's just so into each other's business. I liked it better when it was, you know, can you hold the baby? Who's holding the baby? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What do you got, O'Malley? <laughs> I, was like, I, could, I can see it in you with your thinking. She's very, she's very deep in thought over there. What are you thinking about? No, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure like which, which way, you know, because there's some things I was like, do I want to add something to this or do I, I had this. You have four kids. You probably have a ton to add. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, and then you guys, when you went into the large thing, and I thought, well, I don't want to throw it back to the kids. So, but I remember being you know, young, like we lived in Hawaii military base. And I remember being like seven and walking to uh, like a, um, like an exchange, which is just a, like a Seven Eleven on, on a base. And of mm-hmm. course we were on a base. So it was, you know, the, the likelihood of something happening was, was less. So we're not trying to tell people like in high crime areas, just, Oh, let your kids be free. Um, but, you know, like I knew how to go into a store and buy five items and make change. And I knew how to do that. And I, you know, I did that with my kids early on. And it does seem like kids don't even know how to, I mean, unless they're swiping, they, they don't know what to do. Like, like yeah. young kids, like it's just, it's just weird to me. So I did that with my kids early on. Like I would pull up at a store and just be like, here's money. I want you to interact. And you know how at the grocery store, you have to like put in your phone number. You have to have that savings card of something. You know how it is. Always do this. No, always do that number. Get the change. And then when they would get back in, I would be like, okay, now look at the receipt. How much? I do that. You know, like, but they were younger. And it was like, those were learning lessons. What did they do? Could I have gone into the store and gotten what I needed faster? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it gave them, you know, an opportunity to interact, especially with 
with, um, you know, my third one, he needed to know how to function in life. And yeah, I just don't see that happening. And I think people are afraid. I don't know. But then they're, the, they're also the types that like, don't, don't tell you, don't you dare tell me that my kids are unruly. Like right, they're, exactly. they're, they're hovering yeah. and they want to control their kids, but then their kids are out of control. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've like, what is happening? <laughs> like you should actually give them more, but expect more from them. And mm-hmm. it's sort of, I agree with that. 100%. It's sort of reverse. It's sort of like you hover and do everything for them and then expect the world to kiss their ass. And I just find that They're to be the same for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so back to, back to um, things with, um, you know, just motherhood. Like how did you, what were the things that you did to keep your, your identity or your marriage not always connected to the kids, um, you know, in a healthy way, obviously not, you know? <laughs> um, um, but you know, some people do that. They just, you know, they do things that aren't, aren't the best, but, um, what did you do to make sure that you had time to be Ellen, the person or Ellen, the wife versus just t- allowing the identity of mother to like consume who you are? Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's, you know, a tough thing to do. Um, because when my kids were little, I, I was a stay at home mom. So I, you know, you don't have your job as your, to add to your identity. It's, that's what I was. I just, it was the kid. So you have to, um, you know, and make sure that I was out with other people so that, you know, you can carry on an intelligent conversation when the kids are little. And, um, you know, as far as, uh, Pat and I, it, we'll be married 36 years. Wow. And yeah, that's great. <laughs> He's a good guy. I think I'll keep him. Oh, and she's <laughs> smiling about it. I love that. Yeah. That's is. great. <laughs> he is. Congratulations. That's Thank nice. You. But, You're um, glowing right now. Just he is. About that. Like, he is. That's listening. He better shower when he <laughs> He's out on doing his job out in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. That's hilarious. Because I mean, we met at work. So I, you know, I understand what he does and we talk about that a lot. But when the kids are little, you have to make sure that there's time for just the two of you to talk about other things besides the kids. Otherwise, you know, when the kids are grown and gone, like mine are now, you have nothing to talk about, really. So it's, you're kind of, you end up just like roommates almost. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Which I think you've navigated that very well. How do you, how do you navigate the, the things that are his passions for people who feel like they have to, you know, do everything the same. You have to find a mate that does, you know, likes everything you like, or, you know, for people who don't understand, it's, it's really okay and very healthy to have a mate that is into something that you're not like, that's okay. Like, you, oh, I don't think that you, I don't, I know a lot about it just from what you've told me, but I don't think you've ever said that like you are going to like Foxwoods to play poker with no. Pat. No, but I know he does. Like, I know it's <laughs> yeah. a huge, like yep. for him, like, you know, how does that impact you? And that, I mean, that's like, you know, it makes him happy. So I'm assuming that you're 
Well, I know, so I'm trying not to fill in the gaps for you, but you know, but like with yeah, you know, I mean, sure. he's a high stress job. Um, so he needs that's how he relaxes. That's his, you know, release to play poker. And he goes usually twice a year down to Foxwoods and he stays over. He'll play in tournaments. And that's his thing. He'll always say to me, Why don't you come? And you know, I might sit at a blackjack table for a couple of hours, but other than that, it's just it's not your thing not my thing so uh he goes and he does his thing and then you know I'll go and do my thing like my girlfriend who lives in Texas she comes every summer and her and I go down to Newport for a week that's our thing you know um that gives me my break from um and obviously not so much the kids now because they're grown but from my mother and my aunt that it's come full circle. So now my kids are grown. So now I'm gone back and picked up my mother and, you know, taking care of them. So that's my out, my outlet, my stress release. And then, you know, we have our sports in common. We both love sports. We'll watch the Red Sox. We'll watch the Bruins. Um, we'll watch the Patriots, Celtics. He'll watch them. I won't. <laughs> you know when we first met we worked in boston and we used to go to the celtics games all the time because we worked right there near the garden yeah basketball is just really not my that's probably my it's my fourth favorite sport and then she's not ruling it out it's just her fourth. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i don't hate it but i don't love it either so and then our music things you know i'll go to my country concerts and um he goes to his things and then, you know, like Friday night, we're going to Brit Floyd, all of us together. So we have, you know, music that we share in common, um, but we have our own interests too. So I think that's so important to keep yourself relevant as 50% of the relationship. Mm -hmm. We do yeah. so much together. We're, mm -hmm. we're together all the time. And, um, but somehow we manage to keep ourselves independent of each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Mike's always reading, always doing something. And I'm always with the kids doing something else here and there, but I always try to find something that's going to keep me interesting. I don't ever want to be not interesting. Exactly. To yep. Or to myself. Right. You know, I'm, I, I, I think that's such an important balance mm -hmm. in any relationship or friendship, yep. bringing something like you never want to get somewhere. Even with my mother, I don't want to get there and kind of just, so you know, nice weather. Like, I want to keep it interesting. Like, oh, I saw this today and I saw that today and I'm going mm -hmm. here and I'm going there. I always want to be relevant and interesting to myself and then somebody else. I think it's great that you guys do that. I really do. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that, you know, he goes to Foxwoods by himself or, you know, you go to Newport with us. Yeah, we do. And then we go on vacation together, but it's just, you know. And you have something to talk about. You have, we you do. have the line dancing and the, and the, yeah country and he has his poker to tell you about it. Like, I love that. That's, I can't, I, and I tell you with O'Malley, every time I talk, we talk, we could talk for four hours. Mm -hmm. I think she's the most interesting person I've ever <laughs> met. You are O'Malley. You are the most interesting person I have ever met. Yep. Pretty interesting. Yeah. O'Malley. Oh, well, <laughs> Honest to God. It's, <sighs> they should, they should do a, you know, they should do something on you on, for HBO. <laughs> I just would like someone to knock me out. Please just knock me out. No. <laughs> I think no, you're no. incredible. <laughs> oh, there was something that you touched on, and it's exactly what I wanted to get to, and it's the other side of, 
of your of of life when you your kids or you know I had to deal with this when my kids were little but um with like the ex's mom but obviously everyone thinks of you as you know so and so's mother but you're also your mother's daughter and I know that that is such a huge part of your life and I know like you mentioned um you know your aunt your your mom and your aunt are hilarious (laughs) (laughs) they um they're you know they're um it keeps me laughing. Keep yep. me laughing. <laughs> you shared so you're like, I cannot believe this just happened. And you're like, and they, uh, you know, they they have do they together? together? They do right now. Yeah, they. So my aunt um, lived in her house, the house that she grew up in. She never married. Lived with my grandparents, um, and when my grandmother passed at ninety nine. Wow. Uh, my aunt stayed in the house and then, but she never cooked because my grandmother did all the cooking. So my aunt doesn't know how to cook anything. And she would go to my parents' house on her way home from work every night for dinner. <laughs> and then she would go home. And um, so she had it made. Let's just say she's brilliant. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so she always tells me, you know, people say, oh, you're not married. You were never married. No, I'm an unclaimed treasure. Uh, <laughs> yeah I'm like okay I'm that's great <laughs> so a couple of years ago my dad passed and my parents thank you um so they owned a condo down in Naples Florida and it just got to the point that you know they couldn't go down anymore my mom and my aunt so I took them down one last time and um I we were there for a week. I was there for a week with them and I got a rent a car and I made my, I was like going out on the road with my 16 year old. <laughs> I made my mother drive it. I said, okay, you know, I need to see you drive this car before I leave. Oh no, no, no. I'll be fine. You, you can just go and leave the car. I said, nope, nope. You're going to drive this car or else I'm turning it in at the airport when I go. <laughs> Cause they were staying a week by themselves. And then the third week, another sister was going down to bring them home. So took her out. She was fine. <laughs> it was a little scary at first, but no, she was good driving. So my sister went down to bring them home. They came home on a Friday. On the Saturday, my aunt had a brain aneurysm. Oh, wow. So we were so lucky that we had, it didn't happen down there because that would have been a night. Yeah. So after hospital rehab and everything, she went to stay at my mom's house because like I said, they're five minutes down the street from me. My cousin lives downstairs. Um, And so she's still there. That was like two years ago. And she keeps saying, in fact, my cousin and I were just talking about this this morning. She keeps saying, well, you know, when the winter's over, I'm going home. Or when um, daylight savings time comes, I'm I'm moving home. So, yeah, she's always got an excuse. And I know she really doesn't want to go home. Right. So we're just going to bite the bullet and move her furniture from the house to my mom's house. I mean, she has a bedroom set, set up there, but it's not hers. Right. So, yeah, she's, she's trying, in her mind, she's keeping her independence by keeping that there. Exactly. Yeah. So she Aww. doesn't. Yeah. She so. probably will love it, though. Once she's settled and she has her things, then oh, she'll. for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, thank God. And I tell her all this. You don't have to sell the house. I mean, because she's financially secure that it's the house is not a burden to her. 
that can stay there until she's gone. Right. For all we care, you know, um, we can go back once a week and visit the house and get your phone messages like you like to do. And yeah, it'll give her something to do. Exactly. But yeah, so those are my two children now. So. <laughs> yeah. They'll keep that house as the party house. You'll yeah. go over there one day and find a card table set up and <laughs> snacks on the floor. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised my husband hasn't thought of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a matter oh boy. Of- <laughs> Let's not give him any ideas. <laughs> but last year, Ellen put up this, um, she decorated the wall, like she swagged decorations on the wall in the shape of a Christmas tree on um in the poker area and if you and if this is allowed to happen she's gonna have to drag in a full-size tree <laughs> to, to decorate the poker house <laughs> so. oh yeah that is so funny that's clever well, they used, I used to have my full-size tree down there in the family room and they would position the poker table around it and hang big <laughs> lights out so that it was just unbelievable. And I would have to wait, you know, until a certain point where well, you can't put it up this week because we're doing this with the poker club and we can't do it. I said, it's fucking Christmas. Like Santa Claus is going to be here next week. I need the tree. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> oh man. Um, so with the, some of the recent stuff, you both know about it um, with me, just having the, the stress of technically a, an adult child um, doing some things and then being also listening to my mom. I find myself sometimes getting a text or a phone call from my mom and thinking, oh my God, like, I can't believe I have to explain this to her or I, I, you know, she'll say something and I'm like, why is she worrying about this or, or whatever. And it, it comes off kind of annoying and I have to remember, you know, she's, she's just doing it to be, you know, nice. She's just being a mom, all of that stuff. And then I turn around and in my own way, do the same thing to my kids, even though I'm trying not to be, I'm not like her. Like we have totally different personalities, but do you ever catch yourself like in that moment where you're saying something, you know, back to your mom, like to just try to get her to be like, you know, don't worry about this. Or she's saying something, you just kind of want to go, okay, mom, whatever. And you have to turn around and you're getting okay, mom, from your kids too. (laughs) It's the beauty of of having, you know, adult kids or, uh, or older kids. When my mother was right, I think my mother, you know, when my kids were little, my mom was totally different than I am. Not that I'm a grandmother. I wish I was. <laughs> um, but she was just, let's edit that part out. Okay. <laughs> 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 no pressure. No, no, none, none. Just letting you know. <laughs> I know. Well, she already knows, so. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, my mother was always just, you know, well, I raised my family, you raise yours. Oh, that's so you know? great. Yeah. You didn't grow up with that, like... And I would be like, yo, you want to drop the grandkids off? Go ahead. Bring them on over. But, you know, my mother was just like, mm, no. <laughs> Gotta go. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I think there's a mix of some people who have, you know, people who their parents are very, you know, hands off, kind of almost mm-hmm. distant, and then they're and not involved with the family. And then there's people who are dealing with very overbearing parents. And yeah, you know, it's very, it's very interesting. And then there's a type who people who are like newer parents that they want their parents help, but only on their terms, you know, they only want whatever. And then if their parents happen to say, Hey, by the way, this really worked out well for, you know, when you were little, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, they're giving me, you know, advice I didn't ask for, (laughs) but you asked them to watch your kids three times last week alone. So, you know, kind of breathe a little bit. Well, that's my sister-in-law is uh, a grandmother and she just said like so many things have changed from when our kids were little. She won't even take the baby out of the house. She's like, so when I babysit, I'm just stuck here because it's like, there's so many goddamn rules with the car seat and you can't have coats on them and you got to do this and you got to do that. She goes, so I just stay home. That is so funny. I remember once my sister said to my mom, what is, you know, whose hands does Bridget have? And my mom said, I don't know. And still has the socks on them. And she was like seven months. <laughs> and it was just, every time she saw her, she just happened to have the gloves on. But I was very blessed. My in-laws are always coming out and staying with us. And my mom will take the kids and watch them. And, but they never, neither side has ever been overbearing with advice. They'll always, mm-hmm. they'll always chime in. Like my mom or my mother-in-law, they're all very opinionated, but never pushy. Mm-hmm. Like they'll tell me something. And I'm not one to not take it. If I think it'll work, I'll try anything. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a nice dynamic that way. We've never, I've never been one to be like, don't butt in or no, I'm not doing that. And they've never been one to say, well, we've told you like five times to try it this way. <laughs> I, and if they have them, they have them. Like yeah. if my mom is watching my kids or if my in-laws have them, I will, except with my middle guy with the sugar, because he'll eat 30 donuts if we let him. <laughs> um, I don't put restrictions on them because I feel like everything they do with them, nothing they do for that 24 hours or 48 hours is going to break anything that I've done with them. So if they overeat or if they do anything in excess, if they stay up till midnight, when I say it's bedtime back to normal on Sunday night at 730, guess what? It's back to bed at 730. So they can sit in their bed and complain, but it's, I'm just going to put it back the way I want it when I get them back. So I've never really given my in-laws or my mom restrictions that way. Yeah, just, no, I never did. I'm too happy to be free from them. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> and I want them to say yes next time. So I don't, I really don't right. make waves with them if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I try. Exactly. You nailed it. I love that. I love that. Oh, boy. Um, so watching your, your kids, <laughs> yeah, we, we've, yeah, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit and, you know, Annie's coming into that where she's seen their successes and obviously they're under the same roof as, as her, but she's seen, you know, Mick do well over here and Finn excel at this and Bridget is, I mean, singing at Carnegie Hall. I mean, she is, she's in real time watching these successes come mm-hmm. to life. Um, but with your kids, with, with their careers and their life, you know, has there anything been a struggle for you to just not say something or has there ever been like a, a moment where you were just like them, they said something and it only, and you know, it meant something to them. It, the world wouldn't care, but it just made you just stand up and, you know, cheer for, you know, like what are the little things in life that have meant something to you just as a mother? I mean, you know, 
of course, Jared's whole journey has just been incredible to watch. Um, and the same with Jenna. I mean, she just up and packed up her life and, you know, moved up, moved home after college, but then just packed up everything and went back to Rhode Island on her own, knew what she wanted to do. Um, and it's just, it gives you great satisfaction to know that you gave them, um, the foundation and, and the confidence in themselves to go and do what they wanted to do. You know, Jared, when he was first going to go to Barstool, you know, I wanted to say, maybe you shouldn't, but um, because this, it was a different time then. Too. Was this the, just the first contract when he was staying in Boston or was this the New York move? Um, this was the first contract when okay. he was in Boston. Um, but then very quickly things changed and it was, um, you know, like a real company. You've got insurance and all that. Um, but before that it was, it was a scary thing that, and I know it's what he wanted to do. So you obviously have to support him kind of, you know, give the um, points of maybe why it's not a great idea and let him figure it out for himself. And I mean, thank God everything has worked out perfectly for him. Um, so I wish he was back in Boston. But. Yeah, I think a lot of the Boston guys wish they were back in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I hear that from quite a few of the Boston the uh, the guys out of Boston that they're like, when are we getting a Boston office? <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, with Jess out in California, it's tough when your yeah. kids are just not, you know, they, not that they have to live here, but they pop in every once in a while or you can meet them, you know, for dinner or whatever. And I yeah, I mean, Jessica, and I, I don't know if I'll bleep this out or not, but I, I know she, she interacts with me on, on Twitter, so it's probably not the biggest uh, mystery, but she flew in. She was home for like 12 hours. Mm -hmm. she, I, she flew in on an emergency flight to right. get to pick up and leave and get him through T just checking in and TSA, mm -hmm. and that was like, right. that was incredible. Like, she just came in. She was sick. Her ear, by the time she got back to California, her eardrum burst. So she's on antibiotics and a bunch of medicine now, just dealing with that. But she's, she was like, I, you know, got to get this kid. But it was, it was weird. Like we, I was like, I'm not going to do anything tonight. Like I'm going to, it wasn't talking to me, but he was sort of doing things around and he was talking to everybody else. And I had all four of them and and it was crazy just to just be there and be like, wow, I have all four of them in the house at the same time. This is, this never, ever happens. Right. Yeah. So it was, that was cool, but, oh, it's so weird. I can't just do that quick in that quick drop in. So I know how special it is for like when Jared, you know, goes home for the weekend or Jenna can come up and everyone's dogs are so much better than my dog can I just say I don't hear them O'Shea and, no, and I heard him, but <laughs> so much better than my dog and Jacoby's only quiet because Pat is home 
and he's just glued to Pat out in the other room. Oh, that is so funny. My daughter came home from religion. She tiptoed upstairs and he followed her right upstairs because he knows she's got a snack somewhere from <laughs> No, Kenobi's just barking us. Just, I can't hear him. No, he's just, a, he's such a jerk. <laughs> I can't go anywhere in the house without him. Yeah. It is insane. Anyone else? You know, like he loves everyone, but the minute I come in, he loses his mind every day. So frustrating. That's Pat. Jacoby doesn't do that for me. No. You could care less. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that, uh, it is it is interesting when you when you post those pictures when the kids are going to leave again, like after Christmas, and you'll oh, post yeah. Jacoby just sitting there, sitting and he has a window. Face, yeah. Like he's just so sad yeah. as he watches oh. the car go. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he'll like at bedtime, because uh, like at Christmas, Jared will and Jen will both sleep over at my house. So when they're leaving that night, Jacoby will sit on the arm um, of the couch and he's just looking out the window. I'm like, "Come on, buddy, it's bedtime." It's almost like he's saying, "Ma, kids aren't back yet. I can't oh, go." No, he's waiting. He will, yeah, he's waiting for them. It's so sad. That is so cute. <clears throat> my dog will go upstairs in Bridget's room, and the window is closer to the floor and he'll push the curtain to the side and he'll try to look out the window. So all you see are his eyes and his ears when we're pulling out of the driveway. And it's the saddest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> he just Does looks he out the window. And you know he's he struggling. Like he's straight to get those paws above the the, the floorboards and he's just looking. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, does he alert her to when, when Large is outside with fireworks? <laughs> oh my like God. a lassie moment, like Bridget, <laughs> call mom. He doesn't like anything. Whenever Mike does something, the dog takes off. He goes off and hides somewhere because he's, he's terrified of Mike. If Mike walks towards him, the dog lays down and exposes himself every time. And we've had him since he was four months and now he's four years and he still does it. And it breaks his heart. He's like, who hurt this dog? Like what man hurt this dog that this dog is so afraid of me? I just looked at him. I'm like, you're enormous. Like the dog is small. He's, he's a miniature Welsh terrier. Like he doesn't, he's not big at all. He's knee eye to a grasshopper. And you're this, you know, he's, you've probably kicked him and didn't even realize it as you're walking by with your feet. But the dog just, I mean, he's so sweet to him. It's just that the dog is terrified of him for some reason. So when he hears Mike come in or something, he like scoots, like skitters around a corner. So he's, uh, he hides when, when Mike does stuff like that. You know, oh my gosh. Bridget FaceTimes me. She'll be like, oh, he's doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I wanted to know a little bit more about just like the fun stuff that you do. Um, I know you've shared with me before um, some of your favorite things in the summer. Of course, it's the summer because uh, Ellen loves the heat I and do. summertime. So do I. Me too. Have like a I don't know nine ten year <laughs> back and forth about you know every time it, it's like it hits autumn. I'm like whoa, and she's just like oh. <laughs> I think other than the Red Sox and probably Barstool. We are polar opposites on every other aspect. It's of our hilarious, <laughs> and we absolutely enjoy like torturing each other. 
<laughs> she'll That's see funny. something. It'll be so random, and she'll just send it to me, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I know that there's a place in um, on the shore or at the beach. I think it's moving, but it's like one of your favorite things. And like, where do you like to go yep. uh, on vacation or, you know, some of the, some of the things that have, that you have learned that are, are better bets to, to go for instead of the, you know, the typical, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, Summer nights, we love to go down to the Riviera Beach and uh, Bianchi's Pizza. So they have, it, their pizza is, I swear they put drugs in it that, because <laughs> you, it's so addictive. It's, there is something in there. The has, it one, been, has it been on a one bite yet? No. We oh, need, there I don't you go. Think so. Oh, we have to We check need to out. get Dave What's there. What's the name? Bianchi's. Bianchi, Okay. So, right. and actually the original place they closed, they're going to knock summer, that right? down. Yep. Yeah. And, but they moved to, they have like a takeout window at a restaurant down the street and they brought the ovens with them. How so, cool is that? See, That's old school. Oh yeah. So this place has been on Rivera beach for, oh my God, 40, 50 years. Like I used to go there when I was in high school. <laughs> you, you get your pizza and you go across the street and you sit on the wall and you eat. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You can't so beat that. They uh, moved down the beach a little bit, to, um, but they took the ovens with them. So that's because that's key. You, you know, we have another place in um, East Boston called Centapio's. Great pizza. And I love the names. <laughs> they opened um, another one further up uh, Route 1. And it's just not the same because the ovens are different. <laughs> the taste different. But yeah, we need to get Dave over there and do a, a one bite. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to do it with him. Yeah, speaking of Dave, Dave oh. says the same thing about the, uh, about, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, about the cakes. His mom makes those cakes. The sour, they call them sour cream cakes or whatever, but they, it's, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the chocolate chips in it, but there's no frosting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's talked about it. Like she's made it when they go to Florida She's made it in different areas, and he swears it has to be in her house. It has to be made at her house. Oh, that is so, so she'll funny. Make them, and then if they go down into New York, she has to make them before him. Bring them. Bring them. <laughs> well, That's you know, funny. something like that, though, where it's different states, it could be something to do with the water. Right. Maybe, yeah. You no. Know. I wonder if she said to him, no, no, I made it and I brought it. If he was what? like, oh, it's good. And it was just yeah. a, like a trigger in his mind. Right. Like it's not mommy's if it's not made in her kitchen. But if she tells him that, like, you know, she he believes everything she says. <laughs> See the power that we have. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> but he, he, at one point, Dave wanted to sell cakes. Do you remember this? Like old school mm. Barstool? No. no. Or like pre-Barstool, like around there. He kept talking about it. This is, I have weird memories. I have like choppy, weird, you know, memories of, you know. <laughs> but he's definitely going in that direction because he loves all, I mean, all the food stuff they do. Is just, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, for, it's going to be barstool sports and snacks. 
Right? I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. I'm down for the snack part. <laughs> you and me both. Oh my gosh, we've been planning what we're gonna eat in the Avengers movie on Tuesday. Like we haven't stopped. We've been coming up with a menu. We've been, you know, I keep going through closets to find the right bag to smuggle <laughs> food in. Yeah, but they're going to make it and sneak it in because. <laughs> I don't Nothing know how they do that. it. <laughs> well, that's, there was, um, in fact, I saw it on TMZ the other night that the um, movie theater down the street from us in Revere, they were running an uh, Avengers marathon for three days, showing <gasps> all the movies leading oh, up really? to the premiere of the final one. People were, they had sleeping bags. They brought in <laughs> um, portable showers. I would have. And charging stations. Really? I would have. I'm sure I, that you were the first person I thought of. I would have said that. I, I rent a theater for every Star Wars movie that comes out. A theater. I love that. <laughs> so, yes, I would have done that if I could have. But yeah. That is amazing, though. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah, I guess they were one of only three theaters, like, in the country that did it. Uh, it and I'm not going to say anything because, you know, this, the movie's too new and um, you guys haven't seen it. But, yeah, that was Oh, it's okay because I, I won't see it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> but we won't spoil it for Annie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so now, Ellen, are you a Game of Thrones person also? I'm not. You're not. You're not one of those either. I'm not a Star Wars person. I like going to the Avengers because I like seeing like what's happening with, and the way how excited my kids and everybody around me gets. But Game of Thrones is like my, one of my favorites. So I'm not going to bore you with it, though, if you're not. A- That's, everyone keeps telling me, you need to you know, watch the recap. You need to get into it. You'll love it. You'll love it. I said, I've watched like little clips, and it just really doesn't seem like anything that would interest me. But I'm going to give it a try. You know what? There so. are really great. I'll check and see if I can. They're like 20 or 30 minute season. Right. Kevin was talking about they're that. They're really, really Kevin actually Quincy. pretty good. Like if you, if you, they're done well. So if you need to. And for me, of course, I'm filling in the gaps because I've watched it from like day one because <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> well, if you find that, let me know. I'll do that. And they're great. So it wouldn't take you very long. And yeah. then you could watch the first two, you know, shorter. Yeah, the first season, yeah. I would always go right back to the first season because that really is the one that reels you in. If the first season mm-hmm. doesn't do it for you, right. then you probably wouldn't enjoy the rest of them because they're all very similar. And they all like, they do have a lot of shock value when they get dark, but the first season is like that same thread through all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things that you really don't have to, even like the first three episodes, like if you watch them and you like them, you'll probably like yeah, the rest of the show. That's what a lot of people said. If you're not into it by the third episode, you'll know. you probably should hang it up. Yeah. 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 If you're not looking at the bit, what's <laughs> I, I said, I'll give it a try because I have, you know, a little bit of FOMO. <laughs> just a little bit there a little bit just a little bit <laughs> oh wow I just can't believe you said FOMO right now <laughs> like <laughs> this is great <laughs> oh my goodness so what shows are you into that like that are like somewhat current that you that you're just like that other than sports do you have any uh, like appointment television I do. Um, you know, it's mostly, I like all the, um, like Grey's Anatomy and all those shows. Um, 
I'll watch, you know, um, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, all that stuff. By the end of the day, I want things that I really don't have to use my brain a lot for. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have to really think about it, it's something I really need to DVR and probably watch on the weekends because it, my brain has just shut down by that time of day. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you if you ever decide to watch something that isn't like a, like um like kind of off the beaten path, watch that show Barry on HBO. It is so good. It's yeah. a, it's I think it's only a half an hour long, and it's got Henry Winkler, and the oh, other guy yeah, that's yeah. in the. What's that? I heard about that. Bill Hader's yeah. in it. It is a mm-hmm. great show, and it's quick. It's quick and it's mindless, but it's it's. <laughs> it's a great show. See, that's what I need some nights. It's just mindless. You know? It's absolutely <laughs> mindless. It's funny. It's a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And things happen that you're like, you, like you get, you like you look at each other like, did that just happen? And then the show ends and it's over. And then the next episode is a whole new one. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's a good show. So if it's something that you just want mindless at night, that's quick. That's a good one. Yeah. Have you seen it O'Malley? I have. I, I'm not caught up, but I, I have. I saw the first season, but I know that they they have the uh, second season. Yeah, the second one out. just started. I haven't. Mm-hmm. We haven't watched it yet. I like to binge watch. Yeah. So we'll spend like a whole day watching stuff, but we just haven't had a chance because we still have Killing Eve to watch. I haven't watched that yet either. I, I am caught up. Are you? Oh, I can't wait. Killing Eve is great. That's another one, but it's not, you know, do you want to watch it, but... I'll have to make a list. Yeah, I know. I have a list. The the one that I I would want you to to watch would be Peaky Blinders, just because it's such a beautiful. (laughs) It's such a beautiful show. (laughs) And I'm just seriously right. I'm just talking about the men alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I should put that at the top of the list. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Thomas Shelby. Maybe is. save that for when Pat goes to um, Foxwood. Foxwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to you and be like, all right, here we go. Fire that puppy out. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. I'm going to have to edit. <laughs> This is going to be crazy. So what is, um, to, to kind of wrap it up, what is the, some of your favorite um, mother uh, day, motherhood, mother day um, memories, uh, little things that maybe you, you got that you still have. Annie and I talked about this once that, you know, if, you know, if someone handed us something and it was just like from a store, and it was something like our kids made at like four or seven. We'd be like, eh, whatever. But then like you get it and it, it was made by their little hands and their mm-hmm. little initials and all of that stuff. And that means the world to you because, you know, even if it's, you know, ugly. <laughs> so. And I still have all those little handmade ornaments. They go on my tree every year that, I you know, the those. kids make in preschool and we have one that, you know, with the cutout of their little hands and it hangs up and it's got... Oh, those are the best, so, aren't they? They are. They are. So, yeah, I have um, a little heart pillow that um, Jared made for me for Mother's Day one year. Wow. And um, 
Jenna loves to draw since she was teeny tiny. And so I have all those pictures. She would always, in fact, it was funny because she sent me a video yesterday. She's um, going through some stuff in her house and she found um, this card that she made. And on the back, it said, cards by Hallmark, <laughs> Jenna of Hallmark. <laughs> oh, how cute is that? That's pretty, oh, yeah. that's creative. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, the pictures that she's drawn and the cards she's made and yeah. There's nothing like it. I love that. Yeah, stuff. all the handmade stuff is just the best. And at the time, you know, even when I would get them when they were little, it was just, that's what I wanted, you know? Yeah. Instead of something going to, my, my brother-in-law and my sister own a store and they would take the kids down there. It was like, it, it, the store before they bought it used to be down Revere Beach. So it was just like a, a junk store. And so then they moved and they started selling other things too, but it still was a lot of knickknacks. And every year they would take my kids down there for Christmas and they'd be like, just go at it, you know, buy gifts for everybody. And Jared one year bought me this um, water fountain that they had. I've never plugged it in, but I will throw it away. I know it's hard. It's <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's just, and my brother-in-law kept saying to him, you know, I don't know if we want to get that. Maybe let's look at this over here. Jared said, no, my mother will love that. Oh, I know. <laughs> and so it just sits in the corner and I just can't bring myself to throw it away. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. My mom says to me, well, take pictures of stuff. If you need to get rid of things, you know, because I have all the, every project that they've done, mm -hmm. all the small stuff from, set, you know, when they were two and three, I got rid of, because that was all the teachers. Yeah. But once I got into school and you could see that it was them, mm -hmm. I haven't gotten rid of, I mean, my oldest is going to be 15 and I still have every single art project that each of one of them has, has done. And she's like, oh, just take a picture of it. I'm like, oh, is that what you did? She's like, oh no, we didn't have cameras in. I threw everything out. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, and she says it's so matter of no, like, oh, why would I keep that? <laughs> but uh, so I do do that sometimes. Like, I will keep <laughs> What's that? Annie's mom is a trip. <laughs> oh, she is. My mom is like one of those old school Italians from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And she she doesn't deviate. She doesn't pretend to be anything she's not. And she just says what she's thinking when she's thinking it, because it doesn't matter if it's, a, if it applies to the current conversation or not, if it's in her mind and she is going to say it, she'll just say it at that moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's like, well, look at her. <laughs> she really does. She'll, she will catch you off guard, but she is the, she is the typical Lorraine Bracco of like the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. That is my mother through and through. Well, that was my mother-in-law. Oh, really? And her mother. Yes. Oh, geez. So you, you feel my pain. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. That's, so my husband's uh, family is, grew up in the north end of Boston. So they were like right off the boat. And so there was his grandmother and she had like seven sisters. And we used to call them the Energizer Bunnies because they just, they outlived all their husbands and they were all about four and a half feet tall. And <laughs> more like you know a sailor yep. and, yeah and they, they were just the great they were the best <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's comical it's comical it to be around her when she gets with her older sister because mm -hmm. you just want to stare 
I just want to watch. I just want to see what happens next because you really just don't know what's going to happen next. Oh, yes. I, I used to say all the time that we needed to set up like a camera, a movie camera on a tripod on the holidays when we would be at my mother-in-law's <laughs> house because people just would not believe the stuff that went on. When Honest we to God, it's true. Together. The things they say, they'll be like, no, that was when daddy put your head in the oven. I'm like, yeah. what? You're joking, right? And she's like, I'm not even going there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it was com- it was just common like there was no such thing as um calling typhus or or anything like that because that was they all appreciated the dynamic they all oh <laughs> sure yep <laughs> like another world i swear sometimes i don't know how i am even in that family because i don't look like anybody i really don't my kids look like me and mike and um, my sister looks like my, I don't look like anybody, so I, I question. <laughs> well, that's my husband says the same thing because he's very quiet, you know, and his family not at all. <laughs> so, the first time that I met them on a holiday, um, they were having a card game. So Pat had said to me, "Come on, play. You know, you can play poker." I said, "No, I'll just watch." No, 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 come on. So a friend of Pat's came in. He sat down, and then they all start like. Who put up? You didn't put up. Who's friggin' light? Y'all light. Ba, ba, ba. So that's what I said. Jesus Christ, I thought this was a friendly family game. I didn't know I needed to bring my gun. And they're like, it is. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, this is friendly. Yeah. <laughs> We're not fighting. No one's yeah. fighting. Yeah. And they're all sitting there, you know, drinking their beer, and they got the cigarettes hanging out of their mouth, and that, it was just, yeah. Yeah. Hysterical. Everything's calm until someone slaps the table. Exactly. Then you know run, right? All bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's no, funny. No wonder, uh, no wonder Jared likes that scene. Get in the bathroom, get in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he grew up. I know you just described it. And I'm just like, I love that scene, but man, it's like <laughs> Oh, that explains so much. (laughs) Well, so, so Pat's grandmother and my mother-in-law used to both book numbers for people in the North End. So when the kids were little, we would, I would take them over to Pat's grandmother's house for lunch. And so at noontime, everyone is calling in their numbers because they had to be in by a certain time for the street number, right? You know, when kids are little, the phone rings. They want to answer the phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Pat's grandmother would just about take them out. Down, catch them. <laughs> Knock them <laughs> to get to the phone before they could answer it. It was like, oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> that is so funny. So the poor kids like... What? We answered the phone at my other nana's house. Why can't we answer <laughs> Oh, your husband and I have a lot in common. <laughs> like sometimes I'll talk to them, you know, when I go in and, and like a lot of people that when I first met Mike, he worked with my dad. So that's how I met him. So they, he knew my family, he knew the dynamic and a lot of the people that worked for my dad also were cousins and you know it's a very it's very incestuous down on the floor it's everything is family but now where he is nobody knows that side of and nobody knows my family and this not so like I was trying to explain to um Zah one day you know how I had a very unconventional upbringing 
And he was like, oh, no, I can't imagine that it was that bad. I'm, Mike's looking at me. He's like, please don't talk about what happened, <laughs> what you grew up in. It probably, it's, you know, they, that, that's so old. They don't know that side. That doesn't exist anymore. And blah, blah. So I'm, I'm always trying to be as, um, as uh, simple as I can. I try not to indulge too much. <laughs> it's oh, so funny. Well, you know, I miss those days, though. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and the, um, the things that were so natural and matter of fact for, for like a normal day, mm -hmm. now people would be like, oh, yeah, at you like you were absolutely good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I remember my cousin coming in and everybody was thought it was funny that he was he was about two and a half and he walked around calling everybody a son of a bitch. Everybody was a son of a bitch. We were all dying that he's calling everybody that because that's all my grandmother would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now someone would, you know, would be brought up on charges. Oh, I... oh there she is. Oh, she's is she back? back? Yep. I swear to God, this did, the, if this didn't record. Wait, I mean, where like, did you go? Wait, I can't see anybody. <laughs> it, um, it just went out on me. It went out. I can't see anybody. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I can hear you. I can see you. Did you, oh, there you minimize uh, a window? <laughs> Mine's like a little window now. I don't know where how that happened, but now you're all little teeny tiny people on my screen <laughs> like icons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't know. It, it just went out on me, and I was like, oh, no, because I was I'm recording. I was how to get you back. Yeah, we were like, oh, I thought, oh no, I don't want to lose this. I get her back. I said, well, I'm I got a big me. note across my screen that said, Ellen is the host now. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. I was like, thank God it's not me. I don't know what <laughs> Ellen, the host, the new host of. That's what it said. I got this big white takeover that said, Ellen is host now. <laughs> much fun i can't tell you how much i appreciate you doing this with us i'm having so much fun with this i was a lot of fun thank you for asking me yeah well thank it's you we, we definitely wanted to have like a like a, a untraditional ish um you know kind of lead up to mother's day and of course i thought of you immediately just with everything but you know i we've shared over the over the years with everything so um I'll figure that would be a, a good, good way to start it. And, um, and yeah, but um, I obviously want to have you on for, for different things. Annie's not the biggest baseball person, but she's pretty, you know, she like knows her way around a boxing ring. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch a lot of boxing. Yeah. That's a big boxing fan. So. It's fun. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. I love it. I grew up with it. My dad was a huge boxing fan, so it makes sense. I married somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. So now I'm looking forward to seeing you do one bite with David Bianchi's. That'll be upcoming shortly. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm sure Jared will put the squash on that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm actually. I was actually happy. I mean, obviously we're not barstool, but I'm actually happy that that wasn't squash because I I know I floated this out to you a while back. I was like, mm -hmm. would you mind, you know, doing this? And I was like, I mean, oh. and I did ask him. I ran it by him just because you know we've had issues with other things and other people and um and he was like for a 
oh yeah, absolutely. And I said, yeah. I said, and Annie, I said, you know, how did that come about? <laughs> I've ne- I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet. I haven't. Oh, met- no. <laughs> no. Um, I think because Large is in there early in the morning, and I think, I guess he comes in with Kevin later on in the day, yes. that yes. the timing just doesn't overlap. And um, I didn't and meet that- him at the Christmas party either. I didn't see him. No, um, it- I think he was at the Christmas party. Yeah, it, things got a little bit in, out of control <laughs> in a good way. Everybody was very well behaved. It was just, yeah. it was just a, it was, um, um, it was a lot of fun. But I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think Large and Willie pre-gamed with like ten martinis before the Christmas party. Oh, was it just Willie? Will, yeah, him and his wife had a okay. party somewhere else, and we came in because we, we got there late because we came in. My mom couldn't get here any earlier, but we happened to pull up at the exact same time, and the time that we pulled up was when parking went free on the street. So we kind of just pulled up at the same time, both our cars, and we just parked right in front of the place. So when they got out, it looked like they were doing like the red carpet. <laughs> it like they were walking in together as if they had been together for hours. So I think that was the appearance that it got. But we were kind of like, oh, wow, how lucky do we not have to pay for parking? <laughs> it's the little things in life that make us happy, like free parking. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, forget it. Once I give up, once, once that stops happening, then I'm screwed. I need to keep those little things keeping me going. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Well, we are, we'll, um, we'll be doing a, a podcast recording and then we're going to cut to the interview pretty quickly. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. So this will be, you know, a good size interview. If you think of something that you don't want in, let me know. Annie does it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, because I'm always saying something inappropriate. Like I have to go back and do something else because I think it got referenced again. So I have to figure out. And if it gets woven into a conversation, right? then I have to like be careful about it. Like I don't want the conversation to just be like, wait, where were they going with that? <laughs> you know? So it takes a little bit of time. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I say stuff and I'm, I've cut like 15 minutes out of myself rambling before. Like the hell was I thinking? <laughs> just, just cut it out and move on. <laughs> but that's what makes you so good at this. You're able to do that because you, right. you remember later on where you can add it back in. Like you're, you're very good at that. Forget it. Oh, I would- the first few episodes were completely out of order because we kept thinking of different things at different times. <laughs> the topic A was brought up 30 times. And yeah, if I wanted it to, to sound right yeah. and, and move, I had to chop it up because we would get sidetracked by whatever. It was, it was so funny. So yeah, that was, that was fun. Those, were, those took me so long to edit. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And I didn't know how. And I would cut something and then everything would disappear. And I'd text Annie. It's all gone. I don't know what I'm doing. That was so funny. Oh, I gave you a lot of credit for that. <sighs> so, so much fun. <laughs> so, well, you've done a good job. That's for sure. Trying, trying. So, you really have. When yeah. is your anniversary? September. September. Yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That, that's a, that's nice. We're oh, hitting our twentieth next week. Thank you. It's uh, it's definitely been interesting. It's been an interesting twenty years. <laughs> it, I'm yeah, sure. boy, it has. It really has. I mean, so I'm I'm curious to see what the next twenty are going to be like. So I, I'm hoping that I'm blushing and as excited to you know know that my husband's in the next room like you are. <laughs> 
<laughs> most days. <laughs> I love that though. That's that's nice. That's what I. That's how I hope to be. I hope to be alone. <laughs> worst i'm sorry i just i think it's great like i'm all about love i love love for everybody else i love it i am so happy for everyone else like i look at people like you guys great you guys found that perfect you know person for that you're not lost within them and you know all of that like you can you're happy oh Mm -hmm. i just i can't imagine Having to deal with someone else. I don't want to hear someone else breathe or eat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say that is not my favorite to do. (laughs) That is so funny. So, you know, until I can figure out how to not deal with someone else breathing or eating the sounds. eh, You know, you get a sound machine for the bedroom so that you don't hear him or the dog snoring. (laughs) (laughs) this is true i just i just i think about it and i'm like i'm probably very very annoying to be around alone like if someone was with me i I keep thinking i must make sounds or i probably (laughs) swear like a sailor way more than i realize when i'm when i'm alone and watching you know, like the Red Sox or, or the other day you posted something well, like, thank you. I, know I do. So you, Oh, I, you were actually, I do good. it anyway. I don't have to be watching anything. I just no. do it. <laughs> you both were very, very good. Um, Ellen does swear. And she like remarkably only, only said like a few things and we don't even edit out, you know, swearing. So she was incredibly good. But I think you said the other day, was it the Red Sox and the Bruins? You were like, thank you. Now my husband's throwing shit. Everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was when the Bruins lost the game that night. Oh, yeah. He was throwing shit everywhere. <laughs> I do that just in general. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, Thanks Ellen, for, for coming me. on. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. Same here, Annie. I will talk to you soon. O'Malley, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.